my people what's up we back on the third i review on this beautiful easter sunday weather's getting warmer that means you know we just get out and do more things get get more times in the movie caught three movies this week so we're gonna explore those movies i caught the super mario brothers i caught the caught the dungeons and dragons dragons honor of thieves and i caught the new air movie by man done by ben affleck and it was great so we're going to talk about that break those down and i'm going to kick it off with the john wick 4 review that i caught i think like a week and a half ago that i haven't talked about yet because the last podcast was talking about john wicks one and three and hopefully everyone got time to go catch the awesome fourth movie so we can break it down now in the third eye review but yeah it's springtime baby we get rolling around the mics here, doors up, doors up at the barn. So make sure you tune into the barn where this podcast drops, and uh, make sure you subscribe for all your podcast needs from Birds and Swords to the Vulgar Display podcast, and a lot more coming out the barn. Knuckleball Primetime, we covered the Masters this week with golf. So yeah, get anything from the barn that that you need, all the way from sports all the way to your movies, and let's get it started, baby. Yeah, last week, uh, I think it was in, I think yeah, I think it was like a week week and a half ago. I caught the John Wick. The so it had to be two weeks. I caught the John Wick uh, the the Friday after it came out, and man, uh, it was a good, it was a great film. I was uh, getting a lot of early reviews on it and how it was good and stuff. So I really took some time to run back to the the first three films. Um, out of the first three films, I liked the second the most. It's like it was the most getting to the point with the John Wicks and just the badass killing scene. Like I feel like with the first three films, like we really didn't want to see it a lot of John talking and that's what this film is just straight to the edge action pack you know great chore- choreography with the with the fighting scenes and stuff so you know the John Wick film was done great um in the fourth film John he comes back and he still has that bounty on his head as it, as it keeps growing throughout this movie with the guy with one of the guys at the high table named Marcus and he just really doesn't he really doesn't understand that the wits of that John Wick had that John Wick has, and he just wants them off the table. So he keeps up in the up in the bounty behind the tables behind the tables uh, back, trying to get John Wick off the map with guys with guys in his back pocket that come to the table like Kane and other guys off the map that just are worried about the bounty like the tracker and stuff. So there's guys within the hunt hunting down John Wick that are not at his level, but kind of can give him a problem. And John Wick has some, and he has some, uh, he has some roadblocks in between, like getting to the high table for the match off with Kane towards the end of the movie that you'll get to that you'll get to break down once you go see the movie. I'm not trying to spoil it, so I'm kind of trying to give like a descriptive review. But uh, yeah, you get a lot. Of, you get two hours of just action packed John Wick beating ass, and he has to go succeed this mission of uh, with Winston and Kane and Marcus at the high table to you know kind of just have like a. Uh, a battle royale like clash of the duels type so if they sit down with the table and it is they decide how it's supposed it's supposed to be marcus and it's supposed to be marcus and john how they're going to decide like how they're going to battle to to see who stays on the high table or whatever and if john w- wins he's like washed of all his dues and his bounty and stuff so they end up having a meeting and what they're going to do to to battle but Marcus ends up putting up Kane to fight for him because Marcus he really doesn't have a, stand, a a chance against John Wick. So Kane is just a pure killer, and yeah, it's just it's just really done well with John Wick. And uh, as it closes out and stuff, and the John Wick comes to the end, it's done really well with the fourth movie. So I'm not going to give a lot away, but that should give you a good description on just to go see the movie because it's action packed. There's not a lot of words, but it's a great storytelling to close the John Wick and. 
if you've watched the series, you'll understand the closure. So I thought the John Wick was done very well. So, but this week caught a lot of movies. Uh, April, April, man, they're coming hard with the movies. Uh, kicked it off with the Mario this weekend. Um, Dungeons and Dragons that all the, uh, that had an early Rotten Tomato score of a hundred, hundred, percent. I think that was because the, the true Dungeons and Dragons fans that were ready to see the movie and stuff. I could see them being really excited about this movie. I was more here for the vision. We'll start with that one too. We'll start with, uh, Dungeons and Dragons. So I seen that Friday night. Went to a double feature. It was a good night to be at the movies. I really thought warm. Didn't want to be in the house, so I was like, "Man, let's go see Air and let's go see let's go see uh, Dungeons and Dragons tonight." So I made that happen. Capped it off with Dungeons and Dragons. So it was a uh, it was kind of a slow movie dragging in because you know you had to bring the characters into it and like why the story matters and kind of just its own spin outside of the game into the movie. So within the thir- first thirty to forty five minutes, I kind of got that. And it was getting good and stuff. But like like I said with this movie, I was more here for the visuals and the storytelling. So I really could have cared less for the first half of the movie. But I got it to understand, like, the characters and their powers and what they do and how they had to gather the thieves to go conquer to go conquer the quest. So I definitely get that point in the movie. Once it gets to the part of them trying to break into the castle and, and take back a, the spell to get the life back, it actually starts getting kind of good. So... They all team up and have different powers. Uh, Chris Pine, his character, he's kind of just a thief. So he's trying to get his daughter back. And he's he really is just a man of the mission, just trying to guide everywhere, everyone like and tell them what to do to get the mission done. He really doesn't have any powers besides just setting things up and getting it done. So other than that, yeah, that movie was done well. The dragons brought in were really cool. Um, different animation with that. So that was the reason I was brought into this film. I was really there for the animations, and I thought they did well with that. But... I thought it could have been less than two and a half hours, but I get it with the first movie being in the project. So with the Dungeon and Dragons fans, I can see them bringing a second movie back because I'm sure the fans killed the box office with that. So I can definitely see them building towards the second movie as the story plot was building towards that. So it wasn't a bad movie. It wasn't a great movie. But yeah, I would go to the movies and see it for sure. But yeah, I think from the... That's just one of the movies like... (laughs) We were looking at the trailers and stuff and expecting it to be a lot better than what it was, but it's just the first movie to a a long movie series. So I definitely understand where they were going with Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among the Thieves for sure. So three, three, five out of five on my letterbox if you want to read more about that. But uh, yeah, get out and go see that at the movies for sure. Now the one I am really excited to talk about is the Super Mario. That was a time. It was just a good time. It already broke a lot of records in the box office and I can see that coming because People my age, being 25, that was the game era, like the GameCube and, t- and stuff. So we were playing at the Atari, the Sega, all that to build up to Mario, Super Mario Bros. Like in past, like in past Super Mario Bros. Like the GameCube, like uh, damn, what's that? What's the game I'm thinking of? Fuck, Super Smash Bros. Like shit, uh, like shit, like that. So um, yeah, it was just it was a really cool movie with Easter eggs like that. Mario was playing a game in his room with the system um it wasn't a really a lot within the the the, the storyline of the movie for like us as avid movie watchers as adults now so don't go to the film trying to look for that story within the plot because it's not for us it's more for your 10 year old son your nine-year-old daughter get them they know who mario is but try to get them like to visualize it and understand so they can want to go back home and want to play more mario and stuff i feel like that's why 
Illuminations brought this movie to life. So, uh, yeah, you you get that. It starts off the movie with Mario and Luigi starting their um, plumber, their plumber deal and stuff, running the commercial and stuff, and they don't really have a lot of money. Their dad, their dad really don't believe in the Mario Brothers. Like, leave the bingo. They don't believe in none of that. So they just want to do their own thing because they are great plumbers, and um, they get to a job that leads them down the down the pipe to where Miss Peach and stuff lives, and that's where the story kicks off. So it's just a good story. It's a it's a good story to wrap kids into the Mario story. Like I said, I don't. It's not a movie that us as adults is going to rate five out of five, but you can take your kids to the film and enjoy the movie at the same time. Like. I just took a couple blunts in. Me and my girlfriend, I had a good time. I wasn't sober. I really wasn't taking the film that seriously. I just wanted to go there and have a good time outside the house. And Mario delivered that for me for sure. So I would say, you know, go have a beer or two, smoke whatever you do, and go see the Mario. That way you're going to enjoy it. And don't take it too seriously, man. Don't take it too seriously. It's a kid movie. It's not an adult movie. And if you do that, you'll like the movie a lot. I promise. Jack Black, he did great as the Bowser actor. Man, it was just... One of the great performances. Uh, Chris Pratt, you really don't get anywhere. Like, you really don't, you really can't, like, you really don't get to that point where, like, man, he killed the Mario voice. He did just enough to, like, enjoy the movie. So, all the cast did with the voice acting, but I would say Jack Black definitely stole the show within the the cast of the group. Seth Rogen has a strong Donkey Kong role. He just played great within that mix of cast. And uh, yeah, I think everyone did a good job to bring the Mario to life. So yeah, go go out and see the Mario whenever you can. The Easter weekend was a great weekend to see. It's the opening weekend, but it will be out for a while. And it will crush the box office at the end of the month. I promise that. And last but not least, the best movie that I think was of the four, um, the new Air movie by Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Ready to talk about that, man. That movie was, it was, uh, it was good. It was extraordinarily good. When it first came out, on the trailers and stuff and I start seeing it, I was like, I really don't know. I think it's just gonna gonna kinda be a cheap movie. Because I don't I don't think Ben Affleck was trying to break a dollar to promote it because it was his movie, you know. I think it was more of just trusting himself that people were gonna get out to see the movie and I think that it did that. I haven't let's check the results on the box office for uh the air movie. But I think a lot of people will would want to get out and see this movie, especially with uh, especially with it being the you know the the Goodwill Hunting duo. We haven't had much for, much from them in a while, so uh, yeah, I think a lot of people went out to go see this twenty point two million op- op- opening weekend re- reviews. So I would say uh, I would say that isn't terrible, and I feel like it's going to grow a lot. I wonder how much it costs to uh, do the. Well, I think it made its money back for sure. I don't, like I said, I think it was a film that didn't have to put a lot of money into because of the cast of the crew. Like you got Chris Tucker, Matt Damon, a lot of good friends, so it probably didn't cost a lot to get them to cast the roles and stuff. Of uh, Phil Knight and Sonny Vaccaro, and all the other people. So uh, I could definitely see that. But as a movie was like I don't like I said from the. From the promoter standpoint, I don't think they had to do that because uh, Affleck, Affleck trusted himself for people to get out to the movies and watch it. So uh, the base of the movie was around Sonny Vaccaro, Rob Strasser, and Phil Knight. These are all Nike executives that were in the eight, the 84 class. Phil Knight's obviously the CEO. 
Sonny Vaccaro. He's the guy that looks for athletes to sign to the brand. So Nike isn't really a popping company in 84 as Converse is popping, Adidas is popping. You know, Adidas has their track shoots. Converse has the the real rubber sole shoe that all basketball players want to play in. Um, Jordan was playing in them at North Carolina. So everyone kind of thinks that Converse is the way. But Nike... They, they they feel this is a year to change the thing. They can sign an athlete. So I like I like this movie because we understand the the fact of a brand and what they look for. So like it resonates a lot to the podcast life and trying to do what you naturally enjoy to get brands to collect in your brand so you can build things farther up. And this movie made me understand that Nike needed Jordan more than Jordan needed Nike. So it was just like giving giving you the the power to believe in yourself like and if you and if you want to get something done to do that Sonny Vaccaro he saw all he saw all the things of Michael Jordan but none of Nike did and he just had to get them to believe and believe in it took you know going to Jordan's house and talking to his mom in face you know past the phone call because once you go give your true self to someone and and what you want that's more power than anything. Nike, I mean, Adidas wasn't pulling up to Jordan's house and talking. Converse wasn't. So when Sonny did that with Nike, that gave a different outlook to Jordan's mom, played by Viola Davis, which was a great role. And, um, yeah, I think that putting her in the role of understanding, like, how to pursue young athletes' life in this movie was way bigger than putting Michael Jordan in the movie and, and trying to understand his base of signing the contract of a shoe. Because... It was a Jordan himself as an athlete was already a brand at a young age, and Nike saw that. But his mother was not going to let Nike rip Jordan off to where Jordan would never be talked about like he is today. And we still wear his shoes every day of our lives. So that's where that film was taken off to. Um, and the roles, man, the roles by Matt Damon playing Vaccaro, Phil Knight playing, um, I mean, athlete playing Phil Knight, and uh, Jason Bateman playing Rob Strasser is just really strong role. And you can tell them guys have like been built up from, they've been in the cinema world for a long time because Affleck, like with not a lot of money, he can bring a great movie to the screen. And I feel like that's the biggest things with movie, a small message that, that has you leaving the movie with a big heart and wanting to do more. And this air movie did all of that, man, just creating a shoe, getting Jordan to trust Nike the speech at the end to get Jordan to really understand. Like we all know Jordan's going to sign with Nike. It's just more the story of, of why. And it, it brought me a great reason of understanding. And it, it got me like, it got me to believe more in myself to do, just keep doing what I'm doing for things to fall a line in my life that I want. So if you work hard, the great things will come. And that's what that air movie uh, represents. And I just thank Affleck and, and Damon for bringing a great cast of movies every time they do it, man, from Gil Will Honey to everything. So they just don't miss and they know what to bring to they know what to bring to the screen at the right time in all of our lives. So I, I thank Affleck for all his directorial debuts. And uh this was a great one, man. This was a great one. But yeah. I've been the movie watching motherfucker, man. John Wick four. Got um Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among the Thieves, the Super Mario. And, of course, the air movies. So make sure you guys get out and see those. I've been watching a lot of good movies on Netflix, Amazon, all that, too. Finally watched Arrival. I'm going to talk about that in a few weeks because I'm still kind of 
process in that movie. It was just crazy, crazy movie. So, uh, yeah, make sure you guys tune in with me. Follow me on my Instagram at Third Eye Review. Follow the Facebook group at uh, Third Eye Review Movie Reviews and Talks. Talk some movies, send me movies to watch, shows to watch. And uh, it's that time I'm sitting down and kicking it in, man. It's the time I love. So make sure you tune into the barn. And this is Third Eye Review, mate. Third Eye Review, baby. Your host, Swerve. I'm out. Mm-hmm.